Welcome to Healing Place Church, where our mission is to be a healing place for a hurting world. Listen each week for updated content and be sure to share with your friends. We hope this podcast is a blessing and a resource to you as you pursue God daily. You have your Bibles turned to 1 Chronicles chapter 22. 1 Chronicles chapter 22. On this Back to School Sunday, the title of the message is simply this. It's a setup. It's a setup. How many of you have ever been set up? Nobody has? I guess I'm the only one. Maybe a blind date. How many have ever been set up for a blind date? How'd that work out for you? How many married to the person that started with a blind date? Okay, we got a couple couples in the house. Praise the Lord. It was a setup. That worked pretty good for you, didn't it? Uh, maybe at a surprise birthday party, you were set up. Maybe it was a practical joke. I mean, obviously, there, there were plans and preparations and calculations that were made that you weren't aware of. Uh, I want to talk to you about a setup in the Old Testament. And I think this fits really well with the topic today as our kids prepare to go back to school. Because it's our heart as a church, as a spiritual family, that these kids are set up for success. Can I have a good amen? In 1 Chronicles chapter 22, verse 5, this is the story of David and his son Solomon. And what God put in David's heart was to build a temple unto the Lord. Check this out, verse 5. David said, my son Solomon is still young and inexperienced. And since the temple to be built for the Lord must be magnificent, a magnificent structure. It must be famous and glorious throughout the world. I will begin making preparations for it now. Somebody say now. So David collected vast amounts of building materials before his death. Now let me give you just a quick lay of the land in this passage. I'm going to give you three quick points. And the first is I want to talk about preparation. I want to talk about instruction. And then I want to talk to you about blessing. Everybody say preparation. Say instruction. Say blessing. Now notice here what David is saying. He says, there's a temple that I want to build for the glory of God. I'm not going to be able to do it, and in just a moment we'll find out why. But he says, my son Solomon is going to be the one to actually follow through with this plan. But I've got to make preparations now. David is making preparations for the temple of God and his son Solomon to build. Now, when I read that again this week, you know what I thought of? It's important for us to think generationally. We have to think generationally. Nod your head if you're with me. It's so important because God will give you a vision that's so big that you can't accomplish it in your lifetime. Come on. Can I say that again? But we, we could just stop and preach right here. Do you have a vision in your life that's so big that you can't accomplish it on your own? That, that, that you can't see the fulfillment of it in your lifetime? Listen, if your dream, if the size of your dream is something that you're able to complete on your own, then your dream is too small. You need to dream another dream. You need to enlarge your capacity. You need to pray, God, give me something bigger. David had a dream, he had a vision, he had a desire to build a glorious temple for the Lord, but it wasn't for him, it was for his son Solomon to fulfill. I thought about this, as a church, we have a huge vision, and it won't be accomplished in one generation. You know what it's going to require? 
sons and daughters. Come on. It's going to require grandsons, granddaughters. We've got to think generationally. And I pray, you know, Lord, as you expand the influence of Healing Place, as we plant campuses, as we embrace missions project, as we take ground, as we move ministry forward, as we serve in our community, God, would you raise up sons and daughters that will be pastors and and youth pastors and worship leaders and, and work with children and youth in the next generation. We need prayer warriors. We need business leaders. We need kings and priests. Can I have a good amen? We need people with ideas and creative thought that we haven't even begun to embrace. Preparation. David was thinking generationally. Now, when it comes to preparation, here's what I pray for our kids. I pray that they would be prepared with God's presence. Now, think about it. David wanted to build a temple for the Lord. The temple represents the very presence of God. It's the place where his glory will be revealed. This was significant because up until this point, uh, they had been in tabernacle mode, and Moses had the tent of meeting, but there was never a dwelling place for the presence of God. Nothing as glorious as this temple. My prayer for you and for your children is that our sons and daughters will be marked with the presence of God. As they go back to school, there's something unique. There's something different about them. There's something that distinguishes them and sets them apart. How many of you know your kids are different in order to make a difference? They don't look like, act like, walk like, talk like, think like everybody else. They're marked with the spirit and the presence of Almighty God. You know, I remember as a kid growing up, sometimes I would be with my dad in a, in a public place, and he would see one of his friends. My dad's name is Howard, okay? Uh, that's my middle name, Howard. Michael Howard Heyman. they look at my dad and say, Howard, we know that's your boy right there. You marked him. Man, he looks like you. He acts like you. I mean, his mannerisms, his personality, that, he is your mini-me. How many of you have a mini-me in your family? Yeah, you can't deny him. They'd say, Howard, you marked that kid. And then as a kid growing up, I didn't really like that. I want to be my own person. But now when I see somebody and they say, you remind me of your father, I can appreciate that now. I pray that our kids will be marked with the presence of their heavenly father. Oh, there's no denying our kids. Man, that's a healing place kid right there. We know that kid has been marked with the presence of God. I remember years ago, about five, six years ago, being in Walmart, going through the checkout line, having a conversation with the, with the lady behind the, the, the counter. And so as she was checking out the groceries, we had a little, just a quick little chit-chat. And, and man, hey, how are you, man? It's good to see you. Wow, man, you're smiling, you're having a great day. And how many of you know pastor likes to talk? <laughs> Man, I'm not just trying to get through the line, man. I want to meet people. You know, I got a lot of groceries. We want to have a conversation. So we kind of went back and forth and, you know, say, hey, so, man, wow. You know, I asked her. I, I could tell. I said, how are you doing? She said, I'm blessed. I said, ooh, blessed. She said, I'm blessed and highly favored. I said, wow. How many know that's code language for I love Jesus? So I was like, well, where do you worship? And so she told me the place where she goes to church. And she asked me, well, where do you worship? I said, well, I I attend Healing Place. She said, you do? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, I thought that you were a Healing Place person. Everybody I meet from HPC, they're always so happy. 
I was like, yes. Then she said, you know, I, I heard y'all got a, got a new pastor over there not too long ago. I said, yeah, yeah. She said, what do you think of him? I said, some days I don't know what to think. Come on, somebody. I want our kids to be marked with the presence of Almighty God. Let, let, let them be equipped in, in reading and writing and, and math and science. But, man, I pray that there's a spirit on the inside of them that's greater than any force that will come against them. Prepared with God's presence. That's why we have devoted here at Healing Place. That's why we have kids' district. I can't wait to get our kids' district back up and running. I, I love this place just crawling with kids. That's why we do retreats. That's why we do camps and conferences is so that your kids can be smeared with the presence of God, just saturated with him, just, I mean, just laugh. almost like going to the beach and putting on sunscreen. Come on, somebody. Just from head to toe. Now, I know as a parent, sometimes there's anxiety when we send our kids, you know, to school. Because there are temptations, there, there, are, there are certain places, you know, there are obstacles and challenges and battles that they'll fight. And man, we, we can't protect them from everything. And I was talking to somebody the other day and they said, man, I, I want to be a Waffle House hash brown parent. I'm like, what's a Waffle House hash brown? I just want to be all over my kids, scattered, smothered, covered, chunked, diced, and topped. <laughs> How many know you can't be a Waffle House hash brown parent all the time? But when your children are smeared with the presence of God, God's presence will go with them in places that you can't. He goes with them in the classroom or virtually online. He goes with them in that study group, in those practices on social media. Oh, sweet Jesus. How many know our kids need the presence of Jesus when they get on social media? Man, I wish our kids would hold on to Jesus like they hold on to their cell phones. Can I have a good amen? Prepared with God's presence, ready to give their best. Notice what David says about this house. He says this temple must be magnificent, famous, and glorious. Guess what? It's about excellence. Kids, all the students that are listening right now, I want you to go to school not only marked with the presence of God, but ready to give your very best every day. You're giving your best. You are now, why did the temple have to be magnificent and glorious and famous? Because it was unto the Lord. Uh, David, uh, the, the Israelites were about to build something that would reflect the power, the majesty of Almighty God. Only the best for our God. How many of you are thankful that God gave us his best? When he gave us Jesus, how many of you are grateful for Jesus? Is there anything God could have done to improve upon that gift called Jesus? Nothing. He gave us heaven's best. And so our response is to give God our best. Every day giving him our very best. Listen, one brick doesn't build a house. But brick by brick, day after day, giving your best can build something special. We make a commitment in little conversations and little moments along the way. When you wake up and you, you go to that math class or when you're in that practice or in that study group or, or virtually online, you are bringing your best every single day. I'm better today than I was yesterday. 
but not as good as I'm going to be tomorrow. Come on, somebody. Do you see the process here? Uh, David says this temple has to be magnificent. It's got to be famous. If God gave us his best, then guess what? He expects our best. We're prepared, marked with the presence of God, ready to give our very best, and positioned to make a difference. It's a setup. David was setting up Solomon so that this temple, I'm telling you, this temple would be a game changer for the nation of Israel. It would be a place of worship, a place of prayer, a place where they could connect with God. Notice what David says in verse 14. He says, I've worked hard. Somebody say hard work. I've worked hard to provide materials for building the temple of the Lord. Nearly 4,000 tons of gold. 4,000 tons of silver. Come on, somebody say, that's a lot of money. Turn to your neighbor and say, that's more money than your mama's got. 4,000 tons of gold, 40,000 tons of silver, so much iron and bronze that it can't even be weighed. I've also gathered timber and stone for the walls, though you may need to add more. Listen to me, parents. Preparing our kids is hard work. It takes work, but it will equip them with something that money cannot buy. I'm not talking about stuff now. I'm not talking about giving our kids monetary things. I'm talking about placing godly values within our sons and daughters. Man, when they have the presence of the Holy Spirit inside of them to operate and act as a compass guiding and directing them, that is priceless. That's worth more gold and more silver than any planet has ever seen. I want our kids to be prepared Look at what it says in verse 6. Then David sent for his son Solomon and instructed him to build a temple for the Lord, the God of Israel. So it starts with preparation, but then secondly, I want you to see David gave Solomon some instruction. Instruction. We want our kids to be prepared, but we also want them to be informed. You know, life does come with an instruction manual. It's this book right here. How many of you know that life works better when you read the instruction manual? And it's important, parents, that we invest the word into our kids, but not just plant it into them, but for us to walk this thing out ourselves. You know the best way to instruct your children? There are two ways to give your kids instruction. You can instruct, you can instruct them with, their, with your lips, but you also instruct them with your life. In fact, I think that kids learn better from our example than they do our words. We can talk it, we can say it, but when we live it, when we set the example, you see, our kids will hear what we say, but they will do what they see. And if they see the word in us, if they see our commitment to biblical truth, setting that example is one of the best ways to instruct your children. And you know, your kids, they watch you. Do they not? How many know our kids are smart? 
They listen, they learn, they absorb things we don't always realize. I know last week we, we took some time away as a family and we went on a little vacation and so we were all gathered around and I don't know how we stumbled onto this little game but it was kind of like how well you know your family members. And so, you know, one of, my, one of my daughters spoke up and she says, hi, I'm dad. I like to read my Bible every morning. Hi, I'm dad. I like to go to the gym and work out and get big muscles. Hi, I'm dad. I get angry when I'm hungry. (laughs) Hi, I'm dad. I I like to bring energy into every environment. Nobody's going to be happier than me. (laughs) How do you know? She had me pegged, didn't she? How does she know to say all those things? I mean, it was just kind of off the cuff. I'm like, girlfriend, you, you know me well. I like to get up. I like to read my Bible. I got to start my day in the Word. Man, I love to go to the gym. Man, I like to stay active. I need to be fed. <laughs> I need a good meal. My attitude is directly proportional to my food intake. Come on, fellas. I bring energy. Man, I'm coming into the house of God. I'm coming into an environment. Man, I'm going to be happy. You know, she sees that. She knows that. She remembers that. Now, she probably won't remember a word. Of all the sermons that I preach in her lifetime, I doubt she'll be able to remember one. But she'll never forget what she has seen me model in front of her. Parents, model what you want multiplied. Whatever you want growing in your kids, you model that in your life. And pray, Lord, multiply that in my kid's life. Can I have a good amen? Setting that example is where instruction comes from. Now, I know this is a back-to-school unlike any other. As I thought about, you know, the season that we're in, just as a country and as a world, where we're going back to school, this has been very different. I know sometimes, you know, you got some classes, some people are on a schedule where they're in class three days a week and they're online two days a week. And I, I know we've got masks and social distancing and, you know, sports. What are we going to do with sports? Are, are those things being delayed? And there's all this uncertainty in the air. Parents, I want to encourage you, stay positive even in the midst of uncertainty because your kids will feed off of your spirit. Can I say that again? It's important because we are the thermostat. We, we set the temperature in our home. If you stay positive, your kids will feed off of that. How many of you know we don't need to help our kids being negative? There's a lot of negativity that's out there. But if we make a decision, you know what? I'm going to make the best of whatever situation I've been given. I'm going to make the best of it. I, I can't, there's a lot of circumstances that are beyond my control. Come on, somebody's catching this today. A lot of things that I can't control, but I can take custody of what's happening right here. I can't control my storms, but I can decide my spirit in the midst of the storm. And parents, if we'll stay positive, if we'll set that temperature in our home, it's amazing how our kids will feed off of that. I read a study this week that says about the human brain. 
By the age of 25, the human brain begins to make some changes. When you're young, your brain is soft, and it's learning and absorbing and growing. But by age 25, science tells us that our brain begins to harden. And in fact, we begin to lose brain cells. We lose 2% of the brain cells in our frontal cortex every decade. Losing brain cells. Come on, somebody. Uh, Pastor, could you be a little more positive today? Encourage us a little bit. Science tells us that the older we get, the less we learn. But you know what? I don't know what's happening in my brain. I don't know all the, the, the physiology of what's going on here in my frontal cortex. But I can make a decision that my spirit is going to get larger and larger. That, that I'm going to be more positive today than I was yesterday. Man, that I'm going to believe God that my best days are still in front of me. And if we position ourselves as parents in that way, our kids will follow. How many of you know you can do well at school and not so well at life? But when you have godly instruction, somebody say instruction. We have godly instruction, you can do well at both. I want our kids to excel in the classroom, but I want them to succeed in the larger classroom called life. When I pray over my kids uh, on the way to school, I pray, uh, Lord, help them not to just simply memorize information so they can do well on a test only to forget it the next day. But, Lord, open up their minds. Give them revelation knowledge. Come on, Luke 24, 45. The the Bible says Jesus opened their minds and gave them understanding of the Scriptures. How many of you know God can open up the mind of your child? He can give them revelation knowledge. Not something that they just memorize to do well on a test only to forget. But, man, he's giving them understanding in the mysteries of how the world works. Oh, I love this. You know what? Our kids, they learn from our example, but they also learn from the way that we fight. Watch this. David said, my son, I wanted to build a temple to honor the name of the Lord my God, David told him. But the Lord said to me, you've killed many men in the battles that you've fought. And since you've shed so much blood in my sight, you will not be the one to build a temple to honor my name, but you will have a son who will be a man of peace. Somebody say peace. Now notice what's happening generationally here. David, the father, was a man of war, but God promised that his son would experience peace. I will give him peace with his enemies in all the surrounding lands. His name will be Solomon, and I will give him peace and quiet to Israel during his reign. He is the one who will build a temple to honor my name. He will be my son, and I will be his father, and I will secure the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Wow, what a promise. Now think about it. It was in David's heart to build this temple. But God said, no, 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 no. It's not for you to build. Your son is going to build. You were a man of war, but I'm going to give your son peace. Now, historically, this is known as Solomon's temple. But David did all the fighting, all the planning, and all the preparation just to get there. Parents, you know what we do? We sacrifice ourselves so that our kids can come up higher. We fight battles 
And some of you parents and even you grandparents, you are fighting battles right now. And the battles that you fight and the giants that you slay will give your kids peace. They can step up into a realm and experience the things of God like they never imagined because of your faithfulness on the battlefield. Are you with me? I think this is important. You know, I, and, and I want you to consider this. The size of your assignment usually determines the magnitude of your attack. I want you to hear this. The size of your God-given assignment many times determines the magnitude of your attack. If you have a major assignment, you are going to experience a major attack. I want you to hear this because some of you right now, you are fighting big time battles and you're saying, God, why is it so hard if you'll be faithful on the battlefield? I believe that your sons and daughters, they're going to grow up experiencing the peace of God, the blessing of God, the favor of God. Now, they're going to have to fight their own battles, but you know what? How many of you, you want to slay the giants that you're supposed to slay so that your kids don't have to fight them? You know, here's my goal as a parent. I'll just tell you this. One of my goals as a parent is simply this. I want to raise my kids to become adults who won't have to overcome anything from their childhood. Won't you listen to that? Think about it. I want to raise my kids to become adults that don't have to overcome any. Listen, they're going to fight their own battles. They don't need my help to make things difficult. And David was a man of war, but Solomon would experience peace. This is big. Some of you are being attacked right now. Listen, attack is a sign of respect. To the enemy, you are a high-valued target, and that's why he's coming against you. If he can destroy you, then he can hurt the destiny of a future generation. That's why when we go to war, man, we're not just fighting for ourselves. It's our sons and our daughters. Are you with me today? I feel so strong. And thank you for being a church that's courageous to serve and to give and to sacrifice and to fight faithfully so that our kids, just like Solomon, could step in. I'm telling you, it's a setup. Solomon was set up for success. David fought so many battles. So Solomon steps into something even greater. Now, here's the good news. This temple that we talk about, the temple of the Old Testament was a building, but the temple of God today is not a building. It's you and it's me. Guess where the glory of God wants to be revealed? Inside of you. Inside of your children, God wants his glory to be displayed in his sons and in his daughters. It takes instruction. It takes preparation. But all of that is a setup for something special. Now, let me finish this. Are you catching this today? Let me finish this. And I want to ask the band to come up and help me. Look at verse 11. Look at verse 11. I want to read these two verses. David says this. Now, my son, may the Lord be with you. And may he give you success as you follow his directions in building the temple of the Lord your God. May the Lord give you wisdom. Somebody say wisdom. May he give you wisdom and understanding. Somebody say understanding. That you may obey the law of the Lord your God as you rule over Israel. For you will be successful if you carefully obey the decrees 
and regulations that the Lord God gave to Israel through Moses. He says, son, be strong, be courageous, do not be afraid or lose heart. Think about it. It starts with preparation. David had made all the plans necessary. It leads to instruction. Hey, here's the blueprint on how this is going to look. But watch how this ends. David spoke something over his son that I believe the Lord, he desires for you. He desires for your children. It's called the blessing. Notice what he says here. He says, may the Lord be with you. What is that? That's God's presence. He says, may the Lord give you success. What is that? That's God's favor. He says, may the Lord give you wisdom and understanding. How many of you want your children to walk in wisdom? Man, I, I, I know there's a lot of things that pull on our children, a lot of influences that are out there. But if our kids have godly wisdom, they're going to be fine. And he spoke this blessing over his son. He says, now, son, be strong and be courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not lose heart. I pray that your kids are blessed this year. You know what the word blessed means? It means happy. It means to be envied. Think about that. To be envied. As our kids go back to school, I want them to be so full of the presence of God. Man, they're prepared. They are marked with the presence of Almighty God. They are equipped. They've got instruction. They know what to do. But they walk in blessing. As teachers, as faculty, as as staff, I want you to do this school year with the blessing of God. How many of you know the blessing makes a difference? Man, hey, I've done a lot of things without God's blessing, and I've struggled to get it done. But when you do something with his blessing, how many know there's a favor that rests upon you? You see, success for you this school year is tied to your commitment to this. Here's the instruction right here. He says you'll be successful if you follow the commands of the Lord. You know, the Bible gives us a blessing in Numbers chapter 6. God instructed Moses. He said, you tell Aaron, the priest, to speak this blessing over the people of God. And you know what that blessing is? It's simply this. In number 6, verse 24, he says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious to you and cause his face to smile down on you. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. How many of you, you want that? Lord, I'm not sure I understand everything about that, but I want that on my life. Man, I want to do this school year with the blessing. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You know what that is? That's protection. May the Lord be gracious to you and cause his face to smile down on you. You know what that is? That's God's attention. God, just smile down on me. Pay attention to me. May the Lord show you his favor and give you his peace. You know what that is? That's satisfaction. Uh, Lord, man, give me protection. Man, give me your attention and give me satisfaction. How many of you know that the blessing of God is a game changer? My prayer for you and your family as our kids go back to school is that they will be prepared, they will be instructed, but they will be blessed. Amen. You receive that today. Come on, put your hands together if you believe that. Thank you for listening. Take a moment and subscribe so you can become a part of the community here and stay up to date with what is happening at Healing Place Church. For more information about HPC, visit healingplacechurch.org.